Hello, Jasmine. Hello, Hugo. Hello, Andres. Hey, hello. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Watchando Movies, where I show my cousins movies, and we're Mexican. Yeah, that's that's the name of the show. Nice. Uh, so, Jasmine, you used to like movies? Apparently. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> like a decade ago? Yeah. Yeah, and now you don't. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, I'm trying to uh, reignite your love of film. Uh, by showing you movies, Andres, you didn't care about movies until four years ago, 2016. Yeah. Almost five years ago now, huh? Yeah. yeah. This year's about to end. And Crazy. <laughs> um, yeah, and I'm showing you movies that you've never seen before. Yeah, yeah that's another thing. Uh, we're doing a director series on the podcast. We just covered three David Fincher movies, and now we're going to cover three Wes Anderson movies. So, with that said, Jasmine, what movie are we watching today? We are watching Rushmore. You're a teacher here, aren't you? Oh, I'm so glad you could come. I want you to meet a friend of mine, Peter Flynn, Max Fisher. Hi. Who's this guy? Has it ever crossed your mind that you're far too young for me? I like your nurse's uniform, guy. These are OR scrubs. Oh, are they? I don't know what you see in her. I, I don't think she's right for you. What's that supposed to be? Hello, Herman. How are you, Rosemary? I know about you and the teacher. Spoilers, of course. Uh, okay, so I'm going to give you some details about Wes Anderson, and then I'll give you some details about Rushmore, the movie itself. Uh, so Wes Anderson is from Texas. Do you guys know that? Now I do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he graduated from the University of Texas with a degree in philosophy. So he did not go to film school. He didn't study film at all. He uh, made a lot of films as a child on a Super 8 camera. Do you know what a Super 8 camera is, Jason? Um, No. Do you know what a Super 8 camera is? No. You don't know what it is? You know, 8 millimeter film? Yeah. Yeah. Is that? Yeah, it's basically like you shoot okay. 8 millimeters. Yeah. Do you know? No, I don't even know what that is. You know, b- back before <laughs> video <laughs> existed, they shot video on these little things and it, it shot, you know, little films. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, 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 he met Owen Wilson at the University of Texas during a playwriting playwriting class, playwriting one hundred and one. You know, is Owen Wilson from Texas? Owen Wilson is from Texas. Yeah, he has a Texas accent and everything. He sounds like a cowboy. What? No. And they're best friends. And they're best friends. Are they? That's beautiful. Yeah, that's cute. They yeah, they're frequent writing partners. Wow. Uh, Wow. So Wes Anderson got his uh, start. He made a short film called Bottle Rocket. Mm-hmm. It was with uh, it starred Owen Wilson and uh, Luke Wilson. Okay. Uh, and then that got picked up and it turned into a feature. Uh, so that was his first feature. It was a, a, a movie called Bottle Rocket, which I haven't seen. Mm-hmm. That's why we're not watching it. Otherwise, Where, we would watch. Was it. Owen Wilson already an established actor? No, he wasn't. Oh, okay. Yeah. So you know, they brought they went up together. Oh, nice. Way. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So Rushmore is his second mm-hmm. feature. Uh, yeah, so, like I said, Rushmore was written by Wes Anderson and Owen Wilson. Uh, it stars Jason Schwartzman, mm-hmm. Bill Murray, Olivia Williams, Brian Cox, Seymour Castle, and Mason Campbell. Jason Schwartzman, which you've seen before, right? Um, I feel like I've only ever seen him in Scott Pilgrim. Scott Pilgrim, I think it's the first thing I've ever saw him, too. Uh, yeah. not sure if I've ever seen yeah. him in anything else. Very young in I this mean, one, though. Yeah. That's he's a 18. Debut. Yeah. Is he very short? Or is they just short. do camera tricks to make no, him look short? He's short. very short. Okay. He's 5'6. That's not that short. That's pretty short, man. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like he looks super tiny well, in this movie. Bill Murray is 6'4. 
four or something. Mm. Oh, wow. So, you know, that makes yeah. it look, yeah. yeah, that yeah, could be yeah. it. Five, six is pretty short, I'd say. Yeah. But yeah. he was like, what, 18 when he was 18. I mean, he's still that? the same size. I mean, yeah, but I'm just like, it's. He, I, I wasn't sure if it was age appropriate because he seemed a little bit older than the other kids. I mean, that's just his face. Or maybe just because I. No, he didn't look older compared to like the redhead. I guess so, yeah. compared to, like, the Scottish guy. Yeah. And then his friend was obviously supposed to be younger, younger than him. Younger, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, it premiered at TIFF. Do you remember TIFF? The International Federation of Film. <laughs> <laughs> International House of Pancakes. <laughs> uh, Toronto International Film Festival. Oh. On September 17th, 1998. Wow, that was four years after i was born that was a year before i was born wow yeah uh and it was released uh in the united states on december 11th 1998 it was made with a budget of 10 million dollars and it grossed 19 million dollars worldwide okay so it's been 22 years almost 22 years yeah exactly yeah wow uh it won two independent spirit awards uh do do you remember the independent spirit awards Sure. It's for independent film. Sure, yeah. yeah. Do you know what we talk about when we talk about independent film? Low budget films? Yeah. Yeah, in a way, you know, we're talking about movies, you know? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> what? <laughs> 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 it's a John Mulaney joke. Oh. Uh, it won for uh, Best Director for Wes Anderson and Bill, and Best uh, Supporting Actor for Bill Murray. Uh, Bill Murray was also nominated for a Golden Globe for okay. his performance here. Actually, um... Uh, so uh, Wes Anderson wasn't like a well-known director, mm-hmm. but they sent the script to Bill Murray, right? And Bill Murray liked the script so much that he did this movie for his minimum fee. Oh wow! Yeah, which at the time I think was like five thousand dollars or something. Wow! Yeah, so you know, <laughs> yeah, that's good. And, yeah. then, and then he's been he's, he's been, been with him since yeah, yeah. He's in almost all his movies. Yeah, yeah. that's great. That's yeah. great. Yeah, who can say that? <laughs> um, uh, Criterion uh, released. A special edition of this in 2000 mm-hmm. and uh they released their blu-ray in 2011 you remember criterion right no no they choose important films oh yeah yes, yes, yeah okay uh it has an 89 percent raw tomato score and a 91 percent audience score mm-hmm. the consensus reads this uh this cult favorite is a quirky coming-of-age story with fine uh off-kilter performances from jason schwartzman and bill murray so I saw this film. I loved it. That's why we watched it. <laughs> I watched it recently. Mm-hmm. You know? Like today? Um, no. Like, <laughs> a, like a few months ago. For the first time? For the first time. A few okay. months ago. And I, and I really, really loved it. Um, Jasmine, Andres, did you guys have any expectations for this movie? I figured I'd probably enjoy this one a little bit more than uh, the previous movies we've been watching. The David Fincher movies? Yeah. Because you liked the Grand Budapest Hotel. Yeah. You're, f- you're familiar with Wes Anderson in that regard. You, and you said you watched Moonrise Kingdom? Yes, I'm pretty sure I've seen it. And Andres has also seen Grand Budapest Hotel and Moonrise Kingdom, right? Yeah. Those are your only movies. Uh, so what were your expectations? Um, I don't know if I would say it was an expectation, but, you know, I saw what year it came out. I Googled it. And yeah. I was like, oh, I wonder if he had already developed his, his style. His style. Yeah. Th- that, that was all I was thinking, like, if I'm going to be able to pick it up. To pick it up. Uh, so what do you guys think? Oh, I loved uh, it. You loved it? Yeah. Did you did you uh, do you think his style was already established by then? Um, definitely not as in your face. Right. But there's some parts where like, yeah. Especially with the music I feel. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the, the 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 soundtrack. Uh, there's less of a score in this than there is. Yeah. 
like actual songs um when i think about wes anderson a big thing for me is the colors? his use of colors yeah. and this one it's not there very lacking. not there yeah very realistic in yeah. Its colors. yeah the only one time where i was like oh there's the colors was when the teacher's packing up her stuff and the classroom's empty and there's some yellow thrown in there oh, no. that was the only time where i was like oh there i love coming of age stories they're right. really fun to watch mm-hmm. and this one was just really cool yeah very um a very zany character you know yeah and that was that was a fun thing do you think I, he's likable uh, <laughs> um like i was rooting for him to win to win i want i want him to get with his teacher oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> but it was kind of like i was rooting for him because of how absurd absurd so, absurd yeah. yeah you were rooting for pedoph- pedophilia <laughs> 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 uh, all right but like there was just something about the way he was talking to her where it was like yeah man you got it yeah. Go out there, do your thing. Get it. <laughs> <laughs> Going off of what Andy <laughs> had previously said about um, some of like his stylistic choices, I think like obviously there's like less fancy hammer work, mm-hmm. but I can kind of see the emergence of that, mm-hmm. um, and like the back and forth between characters when there's when there's dialogue, um, and then I would say that he is a. You know, when we watched Lady Bird, we are talking about how, as a young teen or whatever, a teen, yeah. that tenacity is, like, admirable, right? But yeah, they yeah, are, yeah. But, but they're Once borderline, get, yeah. un, like, annoying. Annoying. Yeah. yeah. You say you find this character annoying? No, at this point, because he's so young or he's a young character, it's charming. Uh-huh. But, like, what we said with Francis Ha, if... If you got older, it, it you wouldn't be. It. You wouldn't. Yeah. You wouldn't. You'd find it exasper- exasperating. Right. Yeah. But for yeah. what? It, for I think, um, a lot of like quirky coming of age stories tend to have these very, um, what's the word? Passionate <laughs> young characters? characters. Yeah. Where they? Yeah. Where, Where they, they like go at it? Yeah. Pretty hard. Yeah. yeah. One of the reasons I love this movie a lot is is it rem- he reminds me so much of me, especially at that age. Being pretentious. Yes, and also <laughs> among others. And in love with your teacher? And in love with an, old, oh, with an that, older woman. That old lady wanted to groom you, huh? No. Who <laughs> told us that you're like 17 and this 25-year-old <laughs> wanted to oh, groom yeah. you? No, no, no. That's, a, mean, diff- that's a different no, one. That's different. That's post-high school. <laughs> oh, wow. I'm cutting all this out. No, Yeah, when I was in high school, you know, you know, stuff runs wild. Yeah, it just reminds me so much of that. Okay. Yeah, it's very relatable because I, when I was in high school, I also had a crush on a teacher. It's that my teacher was actually like my teacher. She just wasn't a teacher who happened to be at the school. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I can't say I can yeah. relate to your, um, that, what, that thing of being um, interested in a teacher. Maybe it's more like a boy thing. It might be a boy thing. Yeah. I can probably because the other way around is more um, creepy. Yeah, well, yeah, it's more seen as more frowned upon. Yeah. I yeah. feel like if that was like, like imagine if this story the lead character was a woman and then it was a male teacher mm. that'd be i think probably more off-putting to a lot more people. yeah yeah yeah, yeah. is it because boys will be boys or probably <laughs> I so. it's i mean it's gross both ways yeah yeah but yeah anyways uh it's not as like it's whimsical but not to the like i think uh sorry and <laughs> not to the extent andy has mentioned in like his previous films but it still had um, a whimsical element. So do you prefer the whimsical or do you prefer, yeah. you prefer the whimsy? I like the over-the-top whimsy, comical, 
absurd kind of stuff. Kind oh, of yeah, I agree. All right, all right. I mean, this one's definitely more uh, relatable. <laughs> Not that the other ones aren't, but those ones are more like fantastical. And the characters don't feel um, grounded. Yeah. Yeah. And this one's a lot more. Yeah. It's people dealing with uh, divorce. Real problem. Yeah, divorce. And death yeah, yeah. And <laughs> grieving. Yeah, yeah. Growing up. Yeah. Adulthood. Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess also his story structures <laughs> are a little bit more different here. Right, I feel like with the other ones, it's very like I feel like there's very not that this one doesn't have very specific beats, but I feel like this one kind of flows a little bit more naturally mm-hmm. versus the sort of story the other book ones have like very very snappy kind of like dang, you know what I'm trying to say? Kind of. Okay, that's good enough for me. <laughs> <laughs> you mean like the sort of chapters? That yeah. In? Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, it's just because of the Grand Budapest was very much structured into like chapters and maybe it's because it was supposed to be based on a on the author's book or i don't remember how well it was it wasn't a real book right but it's like yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah this also has kind of like um acts i guess yeah well it's, yeah it has like the the curtains for each oh, one and, okay. and it goes yeah. october and, okay yeah. but yeah it, it feels more like a natural progression yeah yeah then we cut and then they're like in a different place mm-hmm. and a different time that's something else with like ladybird they also like cut into like specific when it was moments. And yeah, yeah. Well, and in this one it was just like that. it's very specifically held to like what what was it, like two or three months? Yeah. Um and that's yeah. It feels more what is it? Straightforward? Straight Sure, sure. Yeah, well. Uh yeah. Do you guys have a favorite scene? I like when Bill Murray goes up to the teacher's house and she offers him a carrot. Do you want a carrot? Yeah, I'll have one of those. Well, I'll probably be seeing you soon. And it's just coming back and forth as he's chewing on the carrot. Oh, yeah? And it's just like, it's not awkward. It's funny because <laughs> she's just kind of like looking at him. Yeah. And I like that. And then, you know, that's when they agreed to go out on the walk. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was it was a nice little scene. It Sweet. was cute. Yeah. And yeah, like that was one part where you're, I, I do think that's something Wes Anderson does a lot was those face cutting yeah between people talking like that mm-hmm. that's very wes anderson so that was cool yeah did you have a favorite scene Hugo? i did have a favorite scene so my favorite scene is the ending where um you know it's just him and the teacher would you like to dance yeah but let's see if the dj can play something with a little more reuben And then they're talking, and then finally they dance, and it's like in slow motion, and they go on to dance, and that's mm-hmm. really because mm-hmm. that was like his whole, like his he made it look like he was trying to put Bill Murray and her together, but in reality he wanted that moment, and he obviously like planned it for that moment, mm-hmm. and I thought that was very uh, yeah, very revealing, very sweet too, even though it's you know a fifteen year old <laughs> and a thirty year old. Yeah. yeah, that's sweet, man. <laughs> That that music playing too, that song. That song is great, man. <laughs> it was cool because I was not expecting that song to start playing. Yeah. I don't know what I was expecting, but it definitely wasn't not that. Not that song, yeah. 
But he's like, yeah, let's get something different. I was expecting like a dance. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah. That was gonna be like a little party scene. Yeah, yeah. Like no, a happy ending type thing. It's very romantic. It's yeah. very uh, sort of like classic film style. Um, I don't know if it counts as a scene or it's like <laughs> yeah. sequences. Sure. But um, it was when they went over all like his extracurricular activities. Oh, right. The montage. Yeah. 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 That was nice. Sure. That was fun. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, it's, I mean, it's kind of odd, right? Because he's like so invested in his school life. Right. But he doesn't care about his academics. Yeah, yeah, but he's clearly a, a smart person. Person. Yeah. He just doesn't bother with. For some reason, that's never right? like established why. Yeah. I mean, he. I'm sure he can. Yeah. Right? Because he seems capable of forming all these elaborate clubs and organizing events yeah. and writing plays and organizing that right mm-hmm. but he's just like yeah, school's not it seems like he important. just throws himself 100 percent fully at the things he's interested in oh. and then there's no time for everything else so all those yeah. academic stuff were just like yeah. added to him like eh, boring it doesn't They're even like, cross his mind yeah know? when he when he's in that with his father he's like you know i gotta start trying to score <laughs> chicks yeah <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do you guys have a least favorite scene? Jasmine? <laughs> no, I don't one. have any. Do you have a least favorite scene? <laughs> I don't think so. All right. Yeah. 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 That's cute. Uh, those. I want. I want. I don't know. I don't remember what scene it was, but there was one part where it was very awkward and I was cringing. Um, I'm trying to remember what it was. Was it the din- dinner scene? That one, like, oh, the dinner scene. It was hard to watch. It was hard to watch with um. Was that one, uh, Luke Wilson? Luke Wilson? Yeah. 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 And he's just like, fuck you. Man. Yeah. <laughs> it was my special night and you hurt my feelings. But that wasn't like a least favorite scene because it was bad. Just it was good. Fun. It was done well. It did the, what it was trying to do. Yeah. I just don't like what it did to me. Yeah. Let's break it down then. What do you guys think about the writing of this? I really enjoy the dialogue. So I'm going to talk about the scene where he's in the library with the teacher. Mm-hmm. And he's like telling her like, He's not expecting anything out of this relationship. Oh, right, yeah. Yeah. Um, just the way they go back and forth. And, like, this guy is written, like, to be very prepared. I don't know. I don't know how I want to describe him. What do you mean? Like, um... But he's like, this isn't a relationship. He's like, oh, I should have a friendship. I can go get a dictionary if you want. Like, <laughs> he comes off as, like, a smartass, but, like... Adorable? Like, Kind of adorable, but he's, like, quick on his toes. He, like, doesn't skip a beat with it. Right. Yeah. yeah. Something about him. He doesn't get tripped up. Yeah. Yeah. I really like the way he was written. I Like, all his lines follow that. Yeah. It's very, like, confident. Yeah. He's a very confident guy. Yeah. Even though maybe he shouldn't be. <laughs> <laughs> and maybe he's not really confident inside, you know? I feel like the dialogue was also um, very naturalistic. Um Especially compared to the Grand Poodle Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, um, sounds like real people well, talking. Yeah. <laughs> How pe- real people sound. Um, and it works in favor for this movie. I don't know why I said that. It works in favor <laughs> Is this for this movie? <laughs> it works in favor for this movie <laughs> because, um, and I don't know if it's cause because it's like earlier in his filmography, mm-hmm. um, that maybe he wasn't like trying to find out what he wanted to do stylist, style wise. Um, but, um, it was a lot more toned down. Obviously, I mean, maybe it's not even toned down. Maybe it's just like that's the baseline, and then he just kind of like 
Okay, I can push it a little bit more. Blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But even then, I would still say, still say the characters are kind of pretty, like, unique and quirky. Especially, like, the main yeah. main few, main three. They're still, they still have that sort of, like, really direct sort of yeah. way of addressing each other. Because mm-hmm. it's not... Yeah, you especially the main yeah. character. Oh, yeah. Like, he's like, how, how, when did he die or how did he die? It's like, wait, okay, you don't ask. Yeah. Like that. And yeah. Then, and then when she's talking about how her ex-husband had more uh, creativity and stuff and one fingernail, and he's like, dead fingernail. Dead fingernail. I'm like, what he's the dead. heck, dude? <laughs> and then she starts crying. <laughs> <laughs> like, that was so disrespectful. What are you doing? Oh, and that scene, too, when he's in the bed, um, she also is kind of dragged in. Because she also is like, how did your mom die? Like, like straight up, you know? Yeah. Know. Yeah, there's not a lot of hesitations. Yeah, that's where you're going with the sort of like preparedness. Right? Yeah. There's yeah. not a lot of hesitation in any of the dialogue. It's very like everyone's kind of um, not like how we talk in real life. You know, <laughs> yeah. with all these ums and ums. It's all very snappy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Witty. Yeah, yeah. 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 What do you think about the, the structure of the story? So like in Grand Rupert's Hotel, that chapter structure fits really well. And in this one, I felt like it was a little unnecessary. Mm-hmm. That we needed those little breaks to show what month we were in, because mm-hmm. I I didn't feel like that too much. Mm. There was times where it was like, uh, no, actually I don't think there was ever a time where I was like, yeah, I, I felt like I I needed to know what month it was. Yeah, yeah. I don't think I. But, but they did other things like when the they showed the Halloween costumes and yeah. pumpkins, and then the and Thanksgiving. Then, yeah, they did other things that they we didn't need those for this movie. Yeah. You know, Wes Anderson fought really hard for those curtain. Really? Really? Why? The studio didn't want that. Huh. I think it works for the beginning and I think it works for the end as well. But uh, those middle ones. Um, So the storyline is very linear. Yeah. In this one. Mm -hmm. And maybe why it doesn't work in this one versus the Grand Budapest is that it kind of skips through timelines, Mm -hmm. right? Because we follow, I don't remember his name. Ralph Fiennes, right? Ralph Fiennes' character. And then... Um, Jude Law's character those were the main two we'd go back and forth yeah, right? yeah, yeah. so you kind of needed that like where are we now like, you kinda, yeah, it wasn't super necessary but it makes more sense there mm. versus this one where it's just it was such a tor- short time frame I'm sure yeah. the audience wouldn't have gotten lost maybe it was just for like the aesthetic oh yeah, yeah. Like for the, the curtain yeah. stuff because like, like plays have intermissions yeah. yeah so maybe that's that's what he was going for so it's very um, very traditional traditional yeah, yeah. What do you guys think about the acting? Um, I mean, honestly, even though it was his film debut, I think Jason Schwartz did a really good job, and he stood his own against like a Bill Murray. Actor. Yeah. Yeah, 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 very. I um, think they did really good. Um, were really good foils to each other, mm-hmm. but also had like a good. I don't know, kind of like there's like an, a good but like odd friendship <laughs> right. between them. Yeah, like unconventional. That's maybe the word I'm mm-hmm. looking for. Yeah, I think they um, each complemented each other's performances really well. Yeah. I really like the little kid. And thinking oh, back okay. on it, I think his character really fits that... Uh, Wes Anderson? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Well, it's because of little kids. Yeah. Little kids are a lot like... Are very present in West Anderson film usually, yeah. Yeah. It's childhood. <laughs> childhood, innocence, you Whimsy. know. Whimsy. Um, idealism. <laughs> uh, any any standouts? So, I was going to comment on this, but I feel like, and I don't know if, I haven't seen that many Jason Schwartzman films. Yeah, me either. But I f- 
feel like he kind of plays a similar character in Scott Pilgrim. You mean like, like this a really nerd? talky, charming yeah. kind of guy, right? Mm-hmm. So I don't. And I haven't seen a lot of it, so I'm not sure if you know. Who, it's just like yeah. You know who, who I get him confused well? a lot with is um, um, Adrian Brody. No, I get them confused all the time, man. How can? How can? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they don't really look anything like. No. Yeah, they mm-hmm. do. Yeah, they look like they could be brothers. Maybe. <laughs> and he was also in like some Wes Anderson stuff, right? Adrian Brody, yeah, he is. He was a cousin he was in, yeah, or something. Grand Budapest. Or the son? I don't remember what he was. He was the, uh, yeah, the, 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 yeah, the son. Okay. Of, of the woman that died, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, anyways, what do you think about uh, that? Um, I think her name is the Olivia. Teacher? Olivia Williams. Okay. Okay? You don't think she... I, you know, I nothing? think she probably did an... Uh, I mean, I'm, I'm going to say she did a good job, but I think... Mm. <laughs> I feel bad things. <laughs> I think it got a little bit overshadowed by by Bill Murray. By Bill Murray and, and I think her role was a little more passive. Yeah, she was more of a calm character, and then we see these two other very eccentric. Yeah, yeah. yeah. so she kind of like feels a little more mute compared to yeah. them. Yeah. I was I, I was gonna say that she feels like the most grounded performance yeah but she feels like the most like a real person yeah and i think maybe she just um i think that's probably i don't know if that was intentional on wes anderson's part but that was like a very interesting sort of like she just acted like if it was a normal movie yeah without any sort of style you know uh, stylistic um mm-hmm. whatever whims whatever yeah yeah words yeah. <laughs> uh yeah what do you think about the the barber, the dad barber? The dad, he was also probably one of the other like more normal. Calm? Yeah, I like, like yeah. He played he a could. dad very well. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he, and he's very uh, warm. Yeah, very likable. He's yeah. not supposed to be like abusive or anything, right? No. Yeah, and he doesn't like care care. He does not that he doesn't care. He just doesn't yell at his son for like failing at oh, school. No, no, not just that, but I don't think he takes it too much to heart that his son. Tells other people he's a brain surgeon or what, a neurosurgeon. Oh yeah, like he's like he just yeah. makes a joke about it. Yeah, it's yeah. like people get it confused. Though. Yeah, and he's yeah. like, yeah, he like I don't know. If, it seems like he doesn't care, right? Because that could have easily been another um, like a story, a storyline, right? Yeah. Or yeah. you know something for. It is a bit of, of an arc, but it's because he like figures it out on his own. Yeah, that he true. shouldn't be ashamed. Yeah. Well, who else is in this? The Luke Scottish Wilson? guy. The Scottish guy. And all, then Dirk. Yeah, all the kids are good yeah. in this and that's you know very rare i think for child performances oh, to be that margaret girl margaret yang yeah. yeah and who's not in anything else i think she's the only thing she's ever done so you know um i don't know how old she was i assume she was probably like 17 18 mm-hmm. as well yeah she was great yeah um she actually i think she fit a lot of the west anderson mold yeah a, a lot than uh most of the characters Really? Yeah, you know, like if she, like she could probably be in in the Grand Budapest. I'll take you like for because she lied on the science fair and stuff, or just like her performance in general. Oh, okay. how it's like so. Stilted. I thought you meant like her character. The character, no. Okay. I mean like the okay. performance, yeah, because it's like kind of stilted, and very like like it like, you know yeah, all those performances yeah. in the Grand Budapest. Like Zero is like very like stilted and you know yeah. Uh, cinematography. Oh, when we first watched Grand Budapest, you told me, I'm going to show you this movie. It has very distinct cinematography. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you don't know anything about cinematography, you notice this it. one yeah. will help you notice it. Yeah. And I think, I, like I mentioned earlier, I can kind of see bits and pieces as how he uses 
cinematography to help him convey the story. Mm-hmm. Not to the extent of, obviously, the grand later. Yeah. Um, but I'm trying to think of ones I noticed right away. Obviously, it was like that, as Andy mentioned, to the back and forth between characters when they speak to each other, right? It's not, doesn't always, I guess, I don't know, there's different frames, but um, that was the main one I noticed. I'm trying to think if there is anything besides that screen prism video mm. we saw. Oh, yeah. I did notice when they were at church, but like, that. I think that's just the design of a, a church. Yeah, yeah. how it's oh. uh, symmetrical. So I wanted to yeah, mention same that. amount of pews, yeah, so yeah, yeah, it yeah. looks good. So obviously in that church scene, all the other Catholic boys were just wearing their like. Oh yeah, they were just their the shirts. And then it and he has his whole jacket. Yeah, so you yeah. could kind of see right away. It's like, oh, this guy's the. This guy stands you know, out. That this anime, guy's the main the character. Yeah, yeah. When that anime. You know, like <laughs> in anime, where it's like if it's uh, the you you know who the main character is because they'll have like bright colorful hair or something. Oh. And that was kind of it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's always wearing that jacket. Yeah. Even when he moves, yeah, clothes, he's yeah. still wearing that. Yeah. Um, I guess when they were flying that kite. It was, they weren't centered to the screen. They're a little bit off to the side. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure why. I thought oh, they were, yeah, yeah. when they're like just I like thought standing they were there. like ice fishing or something. <laughs> yeah, that's kind just, of isolation. I mean, I guess it, it, felt alone. it also marks kind of like the switch in their, not switch, but like their friendship. Dynamic? Know? Yeah, because it's not, not that Jason Swerman's like now his underling or anything, but. It's, he was knocked down a peg. Yeah, there yeah. you go. Mm-hmm. Andy. That's good. <laughs> so when I think of Wes Anderson, the main thing for Sinatoffee is symmetry. Yeah. So I was looking for that, and I didn't notice a lot of it. No. 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 Well, when does that start, know. man? Next movie? <laughs> that starts, I think that that's more in, um, we see it in the next movie more, but I think Life Aquatic is like probably the, the you know, the one that's like very out there mm. yeah that's where I'm like and i think fantastic mr fox is also like a lot of people cite mm. that as his you know whatever okay. what am i trying to say here <laughs> anyways words go on that was it, <laughs> was it? no symmetry no yeah symmetry. not not a lot of symmetry at least oh, I, I noticed a little bit but right yeah um and he like we saw in that video he didn't have any control over his sets yeah, because he yeah. just did it at the school, right? Yeah. So oh, yeah, the school with, that he went to. Yeah, so he just worked with what he had. It definitely does look different. Like, you can tell that it's more, um, uh, like, framed on purpose than a lot of, like, indie movies are, you know? Yeah. Yeah, it doesn't go for, like, a naturalistic, like, camera, you know, handheld vibe. Even though it does have a lot of handheld in this movie. It does a lot of handheld in this movie. And maybe that's, like, budgetary... Maybe. Reasons. Yeah. But yeah, if it makes it helps it make you feel more like the most natural Wes Anderson movie ever. Um. I don't know why I said it like that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's go to music. Um, so right off the bat, the I guess is that was that score or just So it's, it includes everything. Okay. Yeah. So right off the back, the first like what? minute or so yeah the first like second the, the music was very distinctly his yeah yeah well he uses a lot of classical music not just classical but like that's that's probably the most whimsical stuff yeah i noticed in this film was the mm-hmm. music um even very, like the actual kind of like happy maybe that's also sets the tone for the movies i think even though they i have like maybe 
a few like serious themes or like sad themes even it's still overall like a happy kind of movie mm-hmm. like a feel-good kind of movie yeah yeah even the actual songs um these songs were very like like teen angsty 90s oh, yeah. <laughs> 90s music. 80s sort of yeah. stuff yeah which yeah. i mean go fits with the yeah, it's a, you know, it's the 90s. <laughs> yeah, but it kind of just threw me, maybe not threw me, but I guess I wasn't like, expecting You it. don't expect that music in a Wes yeah. Anderson movie. Yeah, that's... I, was, I was not expecting like actual songs. Yeah, me either. Or I was like, like whoa, like that's modern songs, yeah. you know? They play that one song when Bill Murray's sad. I guess oh, he just, he's such, no. <laughs> 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 like it suggests that his wife is cheating on him, I guess. I guess that's what he thinks and then that's what the song says. It's like two-timer or whatever. Mm. Um, yeah. And that's why he goes out and cheats. Even though she wasn't cheating. I'm guessing she wasn't cheating. Otherwise, why would she divorce him? Well, I guess he's because he's... I mean, you know, double standards. Like, yeah. I can do it. But then you can. Yeah, who knows? Yeah. Yeah. And I talked about how I like that song at the end. There's a lot of, like, in the montages, they use music, like, songs. Yeah. I like that song in the... When they show all his extracurriculars. Um, and then one day show him and Bill Murray being friends. Uh, let's talk about editing. Did you guys notice any editing? Just the curtains. Just the curtains. And I don't think there's any like wild edits or anything like that, right? Yeah. No? No. Everything's nice. They always say good editing is editing you don't notice. So, and directing, which is a summation of all the parts mm-hmm. that For we went For a second through. time, it seemed like he had um maybe an idea of what he wanted to do with his films i think so for directing part of it is kind of helping the actors like get a better grasp of their characters and like we like help them fine-tune the tone of like the scene or something Mm -hmm. right yeah so we were talking about how like the teacher was the most grounded Mm-hmm. Do you think that was purposeful, or do you think I she, don't know, or do you think it uh, was like her own acting technique? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It does feel, I don't know. Maybe that's be the they say like there's something about her, right? Maybe. Maybe that's like mm-hmm. she's off kilter in that world, but she's normal. Normal. Yeah. Here, so maybe it was intentional. Okay. I don't know. Yeah. Well, because so I'm trying to get a better grasp of directing, right? So mm-hmm. I'm trying to think of. We recently saw, not recently, but like we saw um, Ed Norton in Fight Club. Fight Club, and then he was also in Moonrise Kingdom and in Budapest, the Great Budapest. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. And he acts differently. I, I think he <laughs> he changes his like the tone and mannerisms. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not not just for the character, but to fit the movie. To fit the movie, right? Yeah. So I'm trying to. So I don't know if her performance was intentional or if it was just there was that like he couldn't mold her how yeah. he wanted yeah i was like ah you know just let her do her thing Maybe, I don't she know. doesn't understand what i'm trying to do but she's great and yeah, you know, yeah. i don't know but i don't know that's just who knows yeah. i don't know we can never know it's probably in an interview somewhere Maybe. but <laughs> yeah uh that was like you know 1998 it was like in newspapers and magazines yeah, well. well you have to look through those oh, yeah that's yeah. but i think um i think he was starting to have a general idea of maybe what he wanted his yeah, his to, time, yeah. to yeah. look like and feel yeah. like. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. 
So I feel like I'm, I get more of the impression that he was still figuring out his style and not that he didn't know how to achieve it yet. Mm-hmm. So I think for that reason, I'm going to say that maybe it's not that he didn't tell her how to act correctly. <laughs> no, that sounds weird. It's not that he didn't mold her to yeah. fit in well. He was just still figuring out what that meant for the whole cast, maybe. Because in other mm-hmm. movies, the whole cast fits in perfectly. And this one, you know, she's a little different than everyone else. But maybe that's just because he didn't know if that's what he was, what he wanted. Yeah. 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 So that that's that's how I feel about it, at least. Mm-hmm. Yeah. As a whole, I feel like I get enough taste to know that he he wanted to get there. But I don't feel like he failed at it. I feel more like he was just working on it. Mm-hmm. This this was it for him. You know, right, like yeah. this was where he was at. Not like where he was trying to. Not like he was trying to go somewhere and didn't make it. Right. This was just That's This is what he wanted to do. Yeah. Yeah. I can see that. Who knows about, you know. Yeah, it's hard to say, like. Yeah, we'll meet him one day, though. <laughs> we'll ask him directly. We'll like, ask him directly. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> where, did, you, did you just couldn't get her to do what you wanted? Or what? <laughs> what went wrong? <laughs> what went wrong? Uh, yeah. So, uh, any negatives you guys want to say? Uh, what would you change? You know? I wouldn't call it some negative, but I would like to see him redo this story. With a full, full style, no stop. And like, see if like, I would like it more. Cause I kind of like how this one's more so. Right. But you just want to see like the style of the Grand Budapest. With- yeah. With this story yeah. and these characters. I think that'd be interesting. Yeah. You can't play. You can't have Jason Schwartzman anymore. I guess you have to put Timothy Chalamet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. think, he wouldn't work. Yeah, no, yeah I was gonna no. say no. He, wouldn't work. Work. he yeah. would not. Work. <laughs> he doesn't have that same energy. Yeah. yeah. Even face, man. His face really uh, captures. Not captures. That face really goes well with that smart ass attitude yeah. he has. Yeah. That's yeah. why he. That's probably why he plays Scott Pilgrim. That yeah. villain is Scott Pilgrim. Yeah. 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 Uh, Jasmine, do you have any negatives? Anything you'd change? Mm, no, I think it was perfect, perfectly acceptable movie. Oh, <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> uh, just because uh, all the previous or the two previous movies I've watched, I main Citizen Kane. I was very bored. <laughs> <laughs> Is this better than Citizen Kane? Would you say? Wow, wow, yes. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So, would you guys give this a thumbs up or thumbs down? Thumbs up. Two thumbs up. Yeah, I would th- recommend this movie to a lot of people. Yeah. Thumbs up. So, uh, that's our discussion on Rushmore. Nice. Uh, we're going to be covering uh, The Royal Tenenbaums and also The Life Aquatic of Steve Sazelle. Mm-hmm. You know you know those movies, right? No. Yeah. Yeah. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So, that that's what's on the on the plate for the rest of the month. Um, I think we're also going to cover the Santa Claus trilogy at the end of the, of the, <laughs> at the end of the month. It's just one episode where we talk about all three of them. Where did this come from? You. That on my original for, text that for I me? sent. Like, Didn't you say you wanted to do it? Yeah, the, but I said it in a joking way. I sent, oh. the, I sent the text like in the middle of November of what the rest of the, the year was going to look like. And I guess neither of you guys saw it. I don't remember. But it, it said the Santa Claus trilogy at the end. I remember, like, I remember like, Andrew right saying this, how... The Santa thing. Claus is my number one favorite movie of all time. Yeah. yeah. So, Jasmine, how's Wes Anderson looking like to you? Better. Better than David Fincher? Yeah. You hear that, David 
She hates you. <laughs> or trying to start fights here? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Nice. That's it. Thanks for listening. Bye. I will.